All right, welcome back. As we continue on here in the 10 o'clock hour, coming up at 11, we will take a look at KXNO's MLB team. Those are the first place St. Louis Cardinals. And then our buddy Zubin Mahente from ESPN will take us up until noon. As promised, we're going to talk some NFL Central with the team that's favored to win the division. They are the Chicago Bears. He is Jeff Hughes from DeBears Blog. Uh, Jeff Trenton Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Doing well, guys. Can't believe that the summer is almost over and football season is here, but we just have to take that in stride. And I will any day of the week. <laughs> I wish the <laughs> summer away, uh, and we're almost at that point. Well, we are, what, approaching the third preseason game. Uh, were you surprised by, let's start with the fact that uh, uh, the Coach Nagy just sitting as many guys as he did for week number two. I think maybe we're going to see more and more of this. Uh, but your thoughts on, on what Nagy did, and is he maybe out front of something? Is he going to be a guy that, uh, well, the Bears started doing that back in 2019? I think the Bears, I, I think Sean McVay started this a little bit in earnest last year. Uh, I think Nagy saw that and said, I'm going to go and run with it as well. I don't think you will see any starters in any preseason games by next year, maybe the year after that. What's happened to this league is that injuries have become so prevalent, and an injury can derail an entire season. Why would you risk a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, anybody of value? Why would you risk them in a practice game? You're better off going in a little rusty to a regular season, get as many wins as you can in September. How you're playing in September, we all know, has no relevance to how you're playing in January. So I, I think this is going to be the move. Get to September as healthy as you can, and then develop your team as the season goes on. Uh, and I don't think we're going to have much of a preseason in a few years, but right now I think this is the trend that will take over the league very quickly. So, so expand on that, if you will, Jeff, because I hope you're right. I really do. Do you see that as an expansion of the regular season or perhaps an expansion of the playoffs, adding another you know, wild card. Um, which, which way do you think they'll go? Because the owners are going to have to get something to give up a preseason game or two. Well, I, don't, I, I mean, my answer to it would be very simple. I would cut down to two preseason games. I would add a week to the regular season, but I wouldn't add a game. I, I would just simply add an 18th week and give everybody a second bye. And I think that would at least uh, increase some revenue. They could make up the one preseason game. Remember, every organization gets two home preseason games. And the second of those two, by and large, has no attendance. Where they make their money is in very lucrative local TV contracts. Preseason TV contracts are separate from regular season. So when the, when the Bears cut a deal for their preseason games, they don't want to lose that revenue. Now, I wrote today on the Bears blog an idea for how to do this with the preseason, and that is make these games free of charge. Stop telling people that these are important developmental games. They're not. Make them free of charge. Make concessions half price. Make merchandise half price. And you'll watch. You have a preseason game where fans can get in for free, where they can get things for cheaper than in the regular season, and you will see 50,000 people at these games. There will be an atmosphere of celebration for the coming season if the fans don't feel like they're being ripped off. And right now, more than ever, if they know they're going to show up at a game, have to pay 60 bucks to park, have to pay $100 to get into the building, and see Tyler Bray play quarterback, they're just not going to do that anymore. People don't have that kind of expendable income. So the NFL is going to have to make a decision. And By the way, I just want to say one thing about the owners. 
you're making enough money. Hmm. The, Char- the Charlotte franchise, the Carolina Panthers, just sold for billions upon billions of dollars. Every team in this league is well over the billion mark. You don't need the couple of bucks you're making from one additional preseason game. I'd love to see this league for once be proactive and do the right thing. But we all know who follow this league, that very rarely happens. You know, we talk so much about Mitchell Trubisky, his importance to this Bears team, Jeff. And as you look at it, obviously his development is going to be key if this team's going to be successful again. But I want to get your thoughts on the wide receiver group. Allen Robinson, his first year coming off the injury, had a solid season. You would expect to step up. Of those young receivers, though, the, the Anthony Millers, the Javon Wims, Riley Ridley, the rookie, of those guys, who do you like? Who do you think is going to make a big impact for 2019? Well, I think, I think Miller is the one they're expecting the big impact from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel are still going to be one and sort of 1A, 2. And then Miller is going to be that security blanket third wide receiver. And he was a guy that Trubisky looked to a lot last year in the red zone. Now, Miller's problem last year, like a lot of rookie receivers, is he just could only take on so much. And they expect, now he's dealing with some nagging injuries now, they expect him back for week one. I expect him back as well. He is the guy they expect to take the big jump from year one to year two. Listen, they like Wims, and they like Ridley, and I think these guys are going to be part of the mix. And one of the reasons they're going to be part of the mix is they're not getting a lot right now out of the tight end position. It has been a disappointment. Burton has been disappointing. Shaheen can't stay on the field. So they're going to need production out of a fourth and a fifth wide receiver. And the guy, and you mentioned him there, Wims to me looks the part of a big physical guy who can win jump balls and be a red zone threat. And I'd be surprised if they don't use him that way. Hmm. So other than kicker, is the tight end your, your biggest concern about this team? And if not, what is? It, it absolutely is the tight end. Um, beyond that, I, I tell you, listen, this is, this is a roster that just doesn't have a lot of flaws. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd be a little concerned if a running back gets through the, the front seven because I don't think Eddie Jackson or HaHa Clinton Dix are all that eager to make tackles down in the open field. But right now at tight end is a complete question mark to me because I still don't quite understand what happened with Trey Burton at the end of last year for that Eagles playoff game. It's never really been explained to us. Uh, he was sort of on and off last year when it comes to production. There's no reason to expect someone like Shaheen can stay healthy for 16 games, so get what you can out of him. Uh, I do, if, you, if you're expecting this team to get elite-level tight end play in 2019, it's not going to happen. But they can get middle-of-the-road tight end play and still be a very productive offense. Um, but, yeah, that, that would be my biggest area of concern outside of, of course, kicker, which is a nightmare. Let's get into it. Of course, uh, a big part of this, the cut of fry, it is now Eddie Pinero. Many people believe, though, that the starting kicker is still not on the roster but there was a kicker out there, a backup punt kicker, punter with the Ravens, and Corey Vedvik. He's now with the Vikings. Have the Bears mishandled this in your equation, in your opinion? A hundred percent. I've said it since literally the, the kick hit the double doink. I walked hmm. out of Soldier Field. Uh, Cody Parkey apparently walked to his agent's office and booked the Today Show. And I thought, <laughs> I thought in that moment, the number one target for this franchise right now, before the next morning, should have been, who are we bringing in to salute? You do not risk a, a now proven roster, supremely talented, up and down, the 53. You do not risk that roster 
with a guy who has never kicked an NFL field goal, especially when, especially when they have been both Fry and Pinero and everyone else they brought in were inconsistent from the minute they brought them in until today. Pinero hasn't won anything. I know I'm writing a piece about this going into Saturday night's game. If Pinero goes one for four on Saturday night in the preseason in the third game against the Colts, are they going to keep him around? Is he hasn't won this job? The other guys he was competing with are now trying to get jobs at Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, these aren't these weren't great kickers he was competing against. Um, they should have gone out and found a veteran. They should have had a veteran in here all along. I don't think they ever, in earnest, pursued Robbie Gold in the way they could have, and it would have been worth giving up money and resources to get him. Because I am telling everybody this, and everyone thinks I'm I'm. I'm a little chicken little about this, but if they get down that field on that opening Thursday night and their young kicker misses a field goal to beat mm. the Packers, it will be all anybody is talking about for the next 10 days. They cannot risk this roster on a guy who they don't know if he can make a field goal in a big spot. And right now it just seems like they're going to do that. Uh, that's a good point, and, and you're, you're 100% right. That will be the talking point, no doubt about it. Or maybe David Montgomery's uh, stellar play on the field would be. Is he maybe exceeding expectations? Look, they moved up to get him. They knew that they this kid had a chance, obviously. The knock against him is he's not the quickest guy out there, but look, we watched him uh, his entire career at Iowa State play behind a subpar offensive line year after year after year, and, and the numbers he put up were just stellar. How good can he be, and is he better than they thought? I think he's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. I think he is going to have an absolutely massive season. I was told by someone about three weeks after the draft, I texted a friend of mine in the organization, and I always just asked, give me something I don't know right now. And the text I got back was, Montgomery's going to be a star. They loved him from the second he walked in the building. His teammates loved him from the second they walked in the building. They played him in that first preseason game, I think just to get him acclimated to preparing for an NFL game and going out and playing an NFL game. And they realized very quickly in that game, he's not playing anymore this preseason. Uh, that's how good he was in that game. And he was running a lot of, that, a lot of those carries behind second and third string offensive linemen. But people can't bring him down. And the knock on Jordan Howard inside that organization last year was, one, there were some work ethic complaints, which are now resurfacing a bit in Philadelphia. But the other thing was the Bears believed Jordan Howard left yards on the field. They believed when the hole was there, he'd get four when he should have got nine. And you're never going to have that complaint about Montgomery. It's going to take two and three guys to bring him down. They think he's going to wear out defenses. And when those defenses get, get tired late in games, Try tackling Tariq Cohen going around the edge. It is, it is an offense with a lot of toys. It is an offense with a lot of fun components. But the horse and the bulldozer is going to be Montgomery. And I'd be shocked if eight weeks into the season we're not looking at a 20-carry-a-game back who's got the offense on his shoulders. You can get right now David Montgomery at 20 to 1 to win Rookie of the Year. I got him at slightly higher, Trent. There you go. When I was down in Atlantic City uh, (laughs) this summer, I got him at 35 to 1. And I don't doubt those odds after, I think, after opening night, those odds are going to come down even more. He, He is. I think he's special, and I rarely get excited about rookies. I always assume they're going to hit a wall, I always assume it'll take them a year to get acclimated. But everything I've seen and everything I've heard, man, there's 
there's a lot to get excited about with David Montgomery. Uh, last thing, uh, Jeff Hughes to BearsBlog.com is our guest. Jeff, uh, just the NFC North so far, what you've seen. Vikings were on national TV on uh, on Sunday night. Uh, Green Bay, I'm not sure what to expect out of them. The Lions are the Lions, and they fly under the radar, certainly in the state of Iowa, because of the other three teams that really moved the needle here. Your take uh, this far in the preseason on the competition in the North? Well, I, I like what I'm hearing out of Green Bay. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers and, and Matt LaFleur are having some issues. Um, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is not the easiest guy to get along with. This is not, this is not news. Uh, former receivers he's played with have said it. Coaches he's coached uh, that have coached him have said it. That is Aaron Rodgers' team. And I continue to repeat, I don't understand taking the best quarterback in the league and then installing a new offense into him as opposed to just letting him cherry-pick an offensive coordinator and let him max out for three years and get what you can get out of his career. His numbers are declining. He's not the same player he was five years ago. He's, he's injured almost every year. And I think their defense will be better, but I think they're going to have offensive struggles. And I, I don't love Green Bay. I think Minnesota will go as far as the quarterback takes. Yeah. And I've never been a huge fan. Uh, I was certainly in some action I watched last year, wildly unimpressed. But if Kirk Cousins can somehow figure this thing out and make the plays in the big spots when he needs to, I don't see why Minnesota's not a playoff team this year. I think there will be two out of the division. I think Minnesota and Chicago will go right down to the wire for the division title, and I expect both to to be you know a handful in the playoffs. We will talk to you the uh, first week of September, certainly in advance of the Thursday night lid lifter for the NFL season. Jeff Hughes to Bears blog. Jeff, as always, thank you for your contribution. Great to talk to you. Thanks, guys. See you. Good to talk to you. Jeff Hughes to Bears blog. Uh, they play uh, two weeks from Thursday night. Yes. The goes up on the season. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? Okay. Come back, and you and I will take it to the top of the hour, opining on the North. Boys High in Montgomery, do you have odds, Envy? 35 to 1? That's a great number. Boy, I'll say. Boy, if they would have got that legalized you know, job done a little earlier, could have jumped on that. But, hey, beggars can't be good choosers, right? You know, we have sports wagering yes, here we in our do. state. We'll come back. We'll finish up the hour. Miller and Condon again. Brian Walton on the Cardinals. They are in first place as they begin uh, their second game against the Brewers tonight. The Cubs, meanwhile, will send Hamels to the mound against the Giants. And then Zuba Mahente wraps things up. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.